We're headed toward crunch time in the NBA offseason. Stuff is happening. Trades are happening. The draft is close. We're going to rank the big Suns dominoes in order of likely to least likely on today's episode and much more. Let's dive in. Locked on Suns. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past five seasons and a writer at Suns.com and Die Magazine. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen today and every day. T-minus, what are we, seven days from the draft. A lot going on, and it's not slowing down. So hit subscribe, hit follow on your favorite podcast platform wherever you're listening. Make sure you don't miss us in your feed any day. And if you're finding us on YouTube, that is the best way to support the show. So a big thank you. Hit subscribe down below if you're not there already. And I can tell you guys because the views go higher than the subscriptions. That means some of you aren't hitting the button and I need you to. Also, leave me a comment telling me uh, what you think is... Just give me your order. We're going to get to it later in the show. All the Big Sun stuff that's going to happen this offseason. We're ranking it from most likely to least likely. Just drop me your order down in the comments below. I'll check them out. I'll engage with you guys. Have some fun down there in the comments as we go toward, it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like last year it snuck up on me and the Suns were in the finals. This year it snuck up on me again. But uh, joining me today, as he does every week, Aaron Edwards. He's a writer at All Caps NBA over on the Take Line YouTube channel. Aaron, um, we have to start on a, a little bit of a bleak note here because the Suns keep screwing up. Uh, I talked about it for 20, 25 minutes on yesterday's show, but we had the resignation of a senior sales uh, manager. She was in charge of the suites and the season tickets at the highest levels of that department. And uh, she made some pretty bold claims about the organization. What was your reaction to all of that? I mean, it's it's not new because we've been in the middle of it for seven months, but she was able to really go on the record with some of the more damning stuff that we've heard. Um, I was mostly just shocked that it came out this late. Like it just seemed like they all knew something like this was coming, and it was. It didn't really seem that shocking, like at all. And I honestly just expected more stories like this to come out. A lot came out when the Sarver stuff dropped, but there just has to be more. And they said people were cooperating with the uh, with the NBA like immediately, and people that currently work there were uh, cooperating with the NBA. So it just seemed like. This probably won't be the last story like this that comes out, probably. And it's just probably going to be the first of many pretty bad ones, I think. Yeah, I don't know about you, if anybody, you know, if, if you know anybody who's, who has ever worked for the team. But, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm talking to VPs or anything. But, you know, just some lower level people who have talked to me since all this started coming out. I mean, it was October when the initial, like, Jordan Schultz tweet came out and whatnot. And nobody, like, it should tell you something how little surprise there is about any of this like it's one thing for us yeah. as like fans and people who just watch the team support the team whatever to be saying stuff like that and you know oh yeah it doesn't doesn't surprise me but like we don't know anything but when people who have worked there are like yeah no the, you know this this was coming like whether it became a big investigation or not you know this this was out there we all kind of know it like the I had somebody tell me the condom stuff of joking about the size of the condoms and all that yeah. like nonsense that that was common like it wasn't just once like that was just like yeah. a, a, a go-to joke like 
it's it's been out there. So the thing that I wanted to, to, to move on to a little bit, though, is something I touched on at the very end of the show yesterday, which is the biggest change I think I've had in my mindset, because the fact that it was HR related again with this with this woman and that it was money related again, those are going to be the two things that forced the NBA's hand. That didn't surprise yeah. me. What changed for me was it being so far reaching um, cause you'll note, you'll notice in that le- resignation letter that Baxter Holmes got a hold of and, and reported on yesterday, it didn't have a lot about Robert Sarver. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was my, my colleagues in my department. It was, you know, management, but not necessarily specific to ownership who are just acting like this building, this team is just like a playground and they're, they're doing whatever they want. They're giving favors money wise. They're being inappropriate, this and that, like, I don't think Suns fans, I don't know if anybody was ever rooting for this thing to come crumbling down when it was just Sarver, but it's not just Sarver anymore. And I don't think that whatever happens in at, at the end of all this is going to be all that exciting for people. Like it's, it's to the core and that's, that's pretty, it's just scary. It kind of like, it's just like a bummer. I mean, it's like the team you care about is just like rotten to its core. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people really understood like the Sarver sucks thing. Like, yes, that mattered, but it wasn't just like Sarver was just like this monster that worked there and he just hired only good spirited people. Like, it was always going to be like top to bottom grossness, I think. I just think he wasn't just going to hire angels while he was just going to be fine with being the only asshole in the building. I just think it was always just going to be a lot of people that were terrible, not just him. Yeah, it's like. I mean, I went through a couple of them, uh, the scandals and whatnot that have been going around in sports, just to show people that it it gets to this level when it's about money or actual documented like mistreatment of employees. Like, just being a bigot doesn't usually get you yeah. fined in the in, in in pro sports, right? But like, it's and and the other part of what I was identifying is it's a lot of these like long-time staff types who tend to get caught up in it. Like, I don't know if you've been following the Mavericks thing, but it's the it's the chief of staff guy who Cubans had around forever that Donnie Nelson yeah. alleged alleges was like sexually harassing people. Um, like it's, it's, it's never just the owner, right? It's exactly what you're yeah. saying. Like it's like the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. It's like right-hand man was the, a creepy dude that worked there and he, yeah. everybody knew he was for a long time. It's just one of those things where if the owner's going to let it fly, then the people below him are going to pretty much push that and see how far they can go until the owner has to do something about it. I mean, and you could imagine like if Sarver does go and I, I, again, I'll just say for the, you know, dozenth time, whatever it is, like, I think the report is, I would expect it to be out before the end of the month. Like the NBA can't just hold the Suns hostage on this. Like offseason stuff has to happen. You're saying they're hiring an assistant coach and everything else. They have to move on stuff. But um, I just, I, I think that the the part of it that can't change is that stuff. Like you could imagine the John Najafi is the people like, People want to make him the owner. He's rich. He's a part yeah. owner of the team, whatever. Um, he's friends with Cap. Like, okay. Um, 
if he comes in, I'm sure culture-wise, I would feel better about his the culture he would instill based on the type of stuff he said publicly than I do about Robert Sarver. But are you going to fire everybody? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you do, and and you can't. Like, pro sports is a year-round thing. You can't just burn it all down and start from scratch. Like, it's just going to take a while to to recover from. And I think it's it's one of those situations where it's like it has to happen, but. Um, I can't imagine it's fun to work there right now. And it probably won't be for a little while, even if stuff does change because it's just gotten so bad. Yeah. Even in her, um, in the article that came out yesterday, she says she just heard stories about when teams are winning and things are going well, like the culture is usually fun at work and like really good and super cool. But in this case, it just seemed like nobody had a good time this season. Like all of it just yeah. kind of sucked all around. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then you get into the, like, did it affect the team? Was that part of whatever happened from, like, the All-Star break on? I have no idea, but I just am ready to have some answers, I guess, is is where I come down. Like, I don't know of a better way to say it than that. But let's have some fun the rest of the show on that note. Um, Grant Hill went on All the Smoke, the Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes podcast, talked about Shaq, talked about his son's days. Um, so we'll reminisce a little bit about the good old days here and then as i promised we will rank the sun's off-season events from most likely to least likely revisit how we feel about all of it first though guys today's show brought to you by built bar the best tasting protein bar on the planet and they have a new delicious flavor i'm gonna pull the website up just so i can see it while i talk to you guys about it because uh, they make the, that website is like the most high definition thing that I've ever seen. Oh, it's exclusive. It is not out yet. You guys are hearing about it before it is even ready. Mud pie, mud pie. Built is introducing new mud pie flavor in both regular bar and puff. If you're not sure what mud pie tastes like, well, if you're a chocolate fan, uh, you're going to like it. It's rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try mud pie. It is, uh, well, first of all, um, the puff sounds incredible. I don't know how they do this with the puffs, but they still get 15 to 20 grams of protein in those things, even though they're smaller, even though they're less calories, it's still full with protein and uh, that, that chewy, soft inside. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you with the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Go to Built.com, guys. Check it all out. Place your order and use the promo code LOCK15 when you do to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. If I was, uh, if I had the capacity and wasn't scared of getting sued, I would be playing the Grant Hill clip for you guys, <laughs> but I do not want Steven Jackson coming at me. That sounds terrifying. So... Instead, we will just talk about it. Grant Hill has a new book out. He's been making the rounds, getting interviewed everywhere, Aaron. And um, because Matt Barnes knows him personally, and I believe Matt Barnes played with Shaq at some point. Um, I would just assume Matt Barnes has played with everybody at some point. So, And yeah. I would assume Shaq has played with everybody at this point. So it fits. <laughs> but he got him talking about Shaq and Grant Hill's always this reserved dude, especially about other people. Like he's actually pretty introspective yeah. about himself, but he's so <laughs> quiet. It's part of why he's not always everybody's favorite broadcasters. Cause he doesn't go at people, <laughs> but he did, he did tell some funny stories about Shaq. So here are the, the four that I'll, I'll offer to you and you can uh, spin the wheel and pick the one you want to, you want to jump on. He told 
Jason, we're not supposed to curse on our shows anymore, so I'll try to do my best here. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, you didn't curse. I'm saying I did. Uh, I, I'm about to because I'm telling this story. <laughs> Jason Richards, he, Shaq is in the showers with Jason Richardson, told him he had a fat, you know what, as he glanced <laughs> over at Jason Richardson taking a shower. And uh, in my version of that story, there was like a little smack involved. I'm not sure if there was in real life. Um <laughs> We have Steven Jackson offered up Shaq naked tackling people, which just the image of that could give us a whole show. Um, <laughs> you have Shaq. Honestly, better than Shaq stories to me are Terry Porter stories because I don't think anybody had an ounce of respect for that dude, dude at all after he got into coaching, which, I mean, I don't know him, so I guess I feel bad. But he basically told Terry Porter during a film session that he was fourth all time in blocks in the history of the NBA. So he was going to go ahead and decide when to rotate. Um, and then you have Shaq. This one's a little off color, maybe not a great 2022 joke, but I'll throw it in here anyway. Shaq saying that uh, the reason he was late to practice one time was because the deportation trucks fell over and there were a bunch of uh, dudes on the ground. Cause there were so many around Phoenix, <laughs> not the most, uh, not the most savory <laughs> joke now, but I like if if you imagine that he's actually attacking the deportation and not the people, then that's a little funnier. I'll I'll I'll, I'll choose to believe that was a joke he was making. Um, where do we want to go? Where do we want to reminisce on on the Shaq glory days with the Suns? I think the Terry Porter years were just funny. Like I think the whole thing with Terry Porter, it he didn't get another like job. <laughs> I think when a dude isn't like cycling around in like the coaching tree and getting a bunch of other jobs and doing stuff, then that kind of gives away what kind of coach they were. Cause a lot of really bad dudes go get another shot. Like we're going to see Luke Walton get another shot at some point. Like we're going to see some really bad coaches. Purely because of his last shot. name and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. So I just think like the fact that Terry Porter was so bad that he didn't get another shot, like tells everything about it. And he had to try to coach Shaq, which I just think is tough all on its own. Cause Shaq only respects really good dudes. Like he's only really ever respected Hall of Fame coaches. So I think that was just funny te with Terry Porter trying to tell Shaq what to do. Yeah, what it's like Pat Riley and Phil Jackson. If you're not those two, you're not yes. you're not getting Shaq's attention. And even then, like good luck for more than, you know, just the playoffs because it, it really wasn't there either. Um, yeah, Terry Porter had he actually the well, no, never mind. I'm remembering that wrong. I was going to say the Bucks teams when he was in charge were good. They were not. They were one was 500. The other one went 30 and 52. Got fired there. Came back as an assistant at the very end of the like Larry Brown Pistons years. Then went to Phoenix. Didn't even last one season. And then eventually made his way back under, I believe, Flip Saunders in Minnesota when Kevin Love was there. And that was it. It's been eight years. The guy is not that old. He's only 59 years old and he's done. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Amin Al-Hassan talk about some of those years on, on his stuff, but... Just it never was gonna work. Like came in from day one. They're coming off seven seconds or less, and he's like, "Post entry, guys. Like let's <laughs> let's line up. Let's let's toss it into Shack. You know, practice that. Like it's crazy when those guys who are like legendary type players just do not stick as coaches. Yeah, I mean, even the the NBA passed Phil Jackson too. Like he tried to put those Knicks teams together, and he thought that he was putting a team in like 1996 together. He just didn't 
know what the NBA was anymore. And that's kind of probably why he went away. He just didn't know what type of the, what type of NBA he was getting involved in. And some of those dudes just got left behind. Who, who is, and this can be a serious answer that you actually think is your favorite, or it can be the most ridiculous one. But from when Mike D'Antoni left until Monty got hired is just an all-time list of coaches and the amount of time that they were in place. I know everybody knows the names, but it's pretty impressive that things were still pretty stable when Terry Porter got there, and yeah. he still only made it 51 games. Like, that's before the Suns were the laughingstock of anything, and they couldn't keep a coach for a year. And then, like, Earl Watson at least made it 1.01 seasons, and he got made yeah. fun of, you know what I mean? But who's your favorite? You got Triano, Igor, Watson... Who's the who's the one you'll always remember? Can I count Gentry in this? Yeah, but that's the <laughs> literal. That's like your actual favorite, right? I mean, he was actually a good coach, <laughs> yeah. and nobody seems oh, to so believe I that. Was, um, I would say Earl, just because he had to just make this team exist. Still, like it was just one of those things where it just couldn't have been that fun coming to work, and you were technically an NBA team and you can't not show up. So you just got to put something out there. <laughs> but so and he dude. just had, yeah, he just had a bunch of dudes that he just had to throw out there because they were NBA players and you got to put a team out there. And I think that was kind of like the darkest time for me. It was just the easiest seats to buy and just Earl Watson just having to put a team out there because the Suns had to put a team out there. <laughs> that was just like the funny part about it all. Yeah. And now we're back to the Sarver stuff because we also know what was going on at that point behind the scenes. Yeah. There's no way Earl Watson takes that job if he does it over again. No. He got set back. He was like, set up to fail. Yeah. He got set back like three, four years. He's, I mean, he must be a good coach because he went through all of that and then he got brought back not just to the NBA, but he's with the Raptors, which like churn out head coach candidates like it's, you know, whatever, and, and he's back there, and it seems like he's well on his way to, to being successful again. He's still, like, what, 40? So, uh, I, yeah, there's no way he does it over again. Yeah, it just seems like – I think it's just, like, this not-secret thing around the league that people who's worked for Sartre can get another chance, unless you're Terry Porter. <laughs> but it just seems like – that was around the time where Sarver was just burning bridges with players and we were known for, well, we've always been known for being cheap, but we like, were just completely known for being cheap, not paying people. The Joe Johnson thing, like everybody around the league just knew that in the building, it just wasn't fun. And I just think like, once you have that kind of like history and once people around the league know stuff like that, it just gets a little bit, harder to work here and you're kind of you get more leeway once you leave here yeah it's uh not a great situation but we're we're past it uh i think the i think the best one is uh my personal favorite and it's not even grant hill didn't even really tell a story about it but just the idea of Shaq's naked body coming at you at (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not getting to miles per hour. I was going to say like two <laughs> miles per hour. Not He's not getting there. But just full force that is a... I mean, it, it could be the NBA logo, but it could also be uh, just the, 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 the nightmare that everybody leaves Phoenix with from that period. Although I doubt it just happened in Phoenix. But 
Yeah. All right. Even at a brisk walk, it sounds scary. Like, I don't care what speed he's moving. Like, if it's just like a speed walk, that is way too fast for a naked Shaq to be coming. I don't want any Shaq to be coming at me at any speed, frankly, (laughs) but without clothes, it's just worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the Shaq stories. I love Shaq on TV. I think that's unpopular. I could hear about Shaq all day. I could hear from Shaq all day. I want all of it. Um, but let's, let's move on here. Let's rank these events. Finally, the top things that we know are probably going to happen, or at least on the table in this Suns off season, which of them will actually happen. Talk about that next. First, very big Shaq-related news. The one and only NBA Jam is back, and Arcade 1-Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with the guy we were just talking about, Shaq, the Shaq edition NBA Jam machine. We were just talking about Shaq. He was... Look, he had a successful time in Phoenix. I believe he was an all-star. It was it was a weird point for the Suns, but it gave us stories. It gave us some memorable seasons, and they got back to the Western Conference Finals afterward. Of course, who wouldn't love anything Shaq-related in their home? NBA Jam itself is a good enough reason. A Shaq-themed anything just makes it that much better. Jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1Up. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics beyond NBA Jam like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out first. An NBA Jam Shack Edition giveaway to a Locked On listener. You will enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter. You'll be hearing about it more. July 8th to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. All right, Aaron. So I have seven for you. I tried to come up with some creative ones, but then I was like, there's so much important stuff that actually needs to happen that I'm not even going to get into that. You can tell me if there's any honorable mentions that I list. I'll give them all to you, and then we'll go one through seven, and you will be the end-all, be-all ranker here. (laughs) All right? So, number one, the Devin Booker Supermax. These are not my rankings. I'm just listing them. Devin Booker Supermax, Cam Johnson rookie scale extension, Chris Paul traded, DeAndre Ayton traded, the NBA investigation actually ending, Robert Sarver removed or sold the team, and then Jay Crowder getting traded because I wanted to throw one in there that's a little bit of a wild card. So, do we have? Did I forget any? First of all, um, no. I feel like you hit everything. It's plenty to fill to fill a summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the entire ownership of the team changing, maybe the whole core of the team. Yeah, that's that sounds like plenty to me. Okay, so. What is your number one in that case then? What is the most likely thing to happen out off of that list? Likely, um, Book Supermax. Okay. I would put the Book Supermax first. I just feel like now that he has the first team on NBA, they're just going to get it out of the way as soon as possible. You want to lock up a star for the next couple of years, even if you're going to suck. You just need to do that. Um, it's one of those things that just makes sense from every side. It's like... For book, it allows him to get back into free agency again sooner. Yeah. And he can have the security that he deserves from the team side. 
it's better to do it now than wait another year and then he's one year older by the time it's over yeah. and you don't want to piss him off. And then, you know, I guess those are the only two sides. It's just like, why not do it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair, but we just haven't heard anything. So I was surprised to hear you put that one. Yeah, I think that's just one of those things that James Jones, the team still keeps everything pretty close to the vest. Yeah. with Like the Bridges extension earned, uh but uh, when he resigned, came out of nowhere. Same with Shane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think like the team is just going to do it quickly and randomly, and we're just going to find out one day all together. All right. Number two. Uh, number two, investigation ends. I think it's I think it's over now. I just think I they're agree. just holding on to this for some reason. But I almost put that one first. I just think it's done, and they need to just get it over with. I think they don't want to step on the finals, which I understand, and they don't want to step on the draft, but they know already. They just should just end this now so we don't have to keep waiting for it. Yeah, one of the other things that I haven't brought up, because I don't really have a lot to say, but just since we're on it again, uh, I don't know how many people remember. I didn't really talk too much about it, but Dwayne Rankin covered it pretty extensively at the Republic that – the what is the guy's name the reverend al sharpton there we go yeah (laughs) that he had that threat to march to the nba headquarters from the did you not hear about this no so he runs like the national action network that's his like advocacy group or whatever he does okay and he told he sent a letter to the nba saying if you guys don't wrap this investigation up by the time of our national convention which is also in new york city then I'm going to lead a march to like NBA headquarters. And that was like mid-April was when the convention was. Obviously the investigation never ended, but he never said anything. Yeah. The conspiratorial part of me is like, they told him, hey, stuff's going to change. This yeah. is over, but just wait. And that's why he hasn't said a peep. He's not the type of dude to just back down. So uh, I, think that, I think that solidifies what you're saying. And I haven't actually had the chance to say that on the show. But all right, number three. Um, Do you need me to send them to you again? <laughs> no, uh, okay. it's a Chris Paul traded, DA traded, Crowder traded. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about Cam Johnson uh, extension? Where is that? That's going to be at the bottom. I think you don't think it's happening. No, it's going to. No, I think it's going to. Um, I think DeAndre. I think it goes in with DeAndre Ayton traded for some reason. I think. If we're going to get rid of him, I think we're going to go big if we're going to go big. Like, I don't think that a DA trade would be enough. I think all of that goes together, especially with Cam Johnson, because I don't think anybody's going to want Crowder if we're getting rid of Aiden. I think they're going to ask for Cam Johnson. So, yes, I want to combine DA trade it with Cam Johnson trade it because I think it would just go together. Yeah, I think... Unless we're getting rid of a lot of picks for some reason. I think that they will... This is sort of just predictions. I'll rank. I'll do the rankings, then I'll give my thoughts. So I think the... Yeah, the number one, I'll put the the investigation, because that's silly. It has to happen. It's not likeliness. It's going to happen. Um, I think the Booker Supermax is right there. I, I had the server being removed or selling because I think the investigation could end up with something different than that. So I'll put the server part third. I will put the eight and trade fourth. I will put, I'll actually put 
the Cam Johnson thing fifth because I have it as extended. I think he will get extended this summer. Um, and I think that they will keep him. I will have uh, Crowder traded after that and then Chris Paul traded at the bottom. I do not think that... I don't think there's a trade for Chris Paul that makes sense that I've heard of. I think we would have... I don't know. I think we would know something, even if they do keep things quiet. If that was actually on the table, we've heard zero in that regard. Um, I think that they're gonna. I think that they're gonna do everything they can to keep Cam Johnson. I I think the Cam Johnson and the Jay Crowder things are the ones that are connected. Really, you know, like this is the year I think where we finally see that transition happen. And it's just a matter of what can you get for Jay Crowder because he is really valuable, but. He's expiring, and he's only going to have less value as time goes on. I think we saw the limits of what happens when he's kind of asked to do too much <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, do you think that happens this summer? Do you, do you think the Crowder thing is is a like pretty like like more than fifty percent likely to happen? Yeah, I just think just how valuable expiring contracts are in the NBA in general. I've been thinking he was going to be gone at least during the trade deadline before all-star break or something like, I just don't think he finishes next season as a son, even if he starts with one, because the league teams love expiring contracts. And I just think it's a really good one to have. If you're trying to stay at least a little bit competitive and have a dude that can do a lot and you get that money off your books later in the year, then yeah, you probably want to do it. I threw out, um, I did a, a couple, like, how could the Suns get back into this year's first round? And it's almost for sure going to have to be Jay Crowder. I did, I imagined, like, a the Suns take back Tim Hardaway Jr., who's on a long contract with the yeah. injury and everything else. Maybe if they can do that, they get a pick for Crowder. Um, and it probably has to be a little bit more. I'm not sure. And then same thing with Duncan Robinson. So exactly the types of things you're talking about, where it's like if the Suns were willing to take back a little bit more money, use that expiring contract... And that way that team could get the cap relief. Maybe that gives them the nudge to get a first. But then you're looking at it like, okay, well, does our team is our team better with Cam Johnson taking Crowder's role and then Duncan Duncan Robinson on it? I don't know if you're James Jones if you feel like that's the case. But that's the kind of thing I think you're looking at. I think that's not the most likely thing to happen. I had it toward the bottom, but I still think it could happen. I think all of these things are fairly likely, maybe outside of the Chris yeah. Paul thing. I think this I would have the Sarver leaving thing lower like probably the lowest i just think it takes a lot to get rid of it you're gonna end us on that bummer note the owners stay no i'm just like i'm sorry i hate to be a nihilist but it really does take a lot to get rid of an owner like donald sterling had to be caught on camera like on a recording (laughs) to get rid of him and people knew he sucked for over 30 years, everybody knew he sucked. Yeah. But until he got caught on a recording, that's when they got to get rid of him. And I just think you have to have a lot of evidence against Sarver pretty much catching him red-handed to get rid of an uh, NBA owner. And it's just a lot to ask. Yeah. If and when, if the results are as damning as we think they could be, we're going to be headed toward two pretty uncomfortable conversations. One is <laughs> the rich guys voting the other rich guy out which has what has to happen. And yeah. then number two is, uh, do how much is, is an acceptable amount to put on the players? Because that's what happened with the Clippers is it became pressure from the players. And like 
who are any of us to tell them that they should be doing that, but it might be what has to happen in order for something to actually change it. Cause I agree if it, if it's just the investigation coming out and then it's like, yeah, we found more people saying he did all the stuff in that ESPN story. Then like, <laughs> I don't know what that does, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, let's not end on too much of a downer. There'll be more time to talk about Sarver. <laughs> I need your I need your 30 to 60 second review of Barry season three because we, we have to talk about it this week. Otherwise, it'll be gone forever. Um, it was incredible. I like I loved every single episode. Still needed more NoHo Hank. Um, I like the Sally storyline. I can't wait to see what they do for the next season. Is it going to be a prison season? Who knows? I don't know. And um, there was another thing. Um, I don't think it should be nominated for a comedy this year because I don't think it was all that funny. I think it was definitely a drama season. And I'll just leave it at that. I will say a massive shout out to Vanessa Bayer for making me laugh harder than I have in a while <laughs> in the scene where she's planning the the next show for Sally to go on yeah, to. Making the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> making the sounds and the faces to describe the stuff. Because I feel like anybody who's ever been in that situation, I'm sure that's pitch perfect for what goes on in those types of meetings. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not a comedy. Um, I will say... Not enough NoHo Hank, but the the scene at the end where he's just staring straight into the camera was like the best acting he's ever done on that show when he's in the prison cell get, about to get out. Yeah. I was like, damn, he, he's usually silly, but like he can act. So I want more. I always want more of him. I want him <laughs> like be, I don't know, some sort of vendetta, some like I want his, I want his like aggressive season. I'm, I'm done with the funny. Yeah. Like I want, I want to see what happens when he, when he breaks basically like that's dark, yeah. but the, the show's gang, dark. Yeah. The gang hasn't really hung, didn't really hang out once. Well, that much this season. I like when Barry and Hank are together oh, yeah. and, and the one time they did, it was like super sad. Cause he was just like, get yeah. a hold of yourself, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> not hiring you. You're going to, you're going to go off on the wrong, on the wrong end. Yeah. Um, I love that show. I'm glad it sounds like season four has already been written, so it might come soon, uh, which is cool, but yeah, I don't want to have to wait three years again. No, no. It's going to be weird to get TV back really fast though. We had that whole period where because of COVID and whatnot, it felt like almost normal for it to be multiple years between seasons. And then I'm remember like, yeah. uh, what's it called? Um, the Taika Waititi show about the vampires. Oh, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is is like yeah. already back. It just came on last summer, and it's already about yeah. to be on this summer. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll sign me up for this, but it's it's weird getting back into it. All right, guys, uh, we ruined Barry season three for you. Sorry about that. My bad. But that'll be it for today. I'll be back tomorrow talking about whatever comes up. We'll see. More draft news, probably more free agency news. I'll be here for you. Hit subscribe. Hit follow. Big thanks for making Lockdown Suns. Your first listen today and every day. Now, listen to the ultimate NBA mock draft. It's going on the Locked On NBA feed. It is on its own feed, I believe, and it will be on YouTube everywhere. Every single team, first round, complete mock draft, trades, surprise picks, all of it from local experts across the country who know their teams better than anybody who will be talking about the draft nationally. So plug in, hit that, subscribe, and listen. It will give you everything you need for the draft, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.